0: Welcome to Talos Takes, the quick take podcast where our researchers break down this week's hot topic in cybersecurity for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes, work from home edition. Uh, Once again, joined by Nick Biasini to talk about LOL bins or LOL bins today. Thanks for coming on, Nick.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, John.
0: So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the correct or assumed pronunciation of is of it uh but today we're gonna to talk about lull bins, um which stands for Living Off the Land Binaries. Uh mm-hmm. so kinda of has like a goofy nickname, but they're actually kinda of pretty serious and have become pretty popular on the threat landscape. Um, you know, what are some things that you can tell us about them, Nick, kind of if this is a new term for people?
1: Yeah, so as you said, lolbins or living off the land binaries, uh it's something that we see really commonly. And what's happening is Adversaries are realizing that you need to, you know, you need to have tools to uh, complete your infections, right? And in the past, it was common for them to drop these various tools onto end systems. But every tool that you drop is one more opportunity for your activity to be detected. So what we see more and more of is adversaries using the tools that are already on the system. But one other key thing to remember is it's not just the bad guys that are using lull bins, but we commonly see red teamers doing the same thing. So if you're trying to identify red team activity on your network, it's another key place to look, and someplace you really need to be paying attention.
0: So what are some ex- real-world examples of where we've uh, seen this technique used before?
1: Uh, so we see it constantly. Probably the easiest one is the use of PowerShell. Uh, I It's hard for me to remember a a threat that I've looked at in the last six months that didn't use PowerShell at some point. Uh, Whether it's to retrieve an initial payload, further an infection, or something else, it's used somewhere along the way. But it is far and away from the only uh, living-off-the-land binary we see commonly. Uh, We've seen... Bits admin, cert util. More recently with the Astroff stuff, we saw EXT export being used. Uh, we see more general admin tools like WMIC and PS Exec. There's just a lot of tools out there. And as a, a Defender, the big thing you're gonna be looking for are tools that your sysadmin team uses commonly, or the tools that are that can be used to download files and things like that.
0: So then, of course, we got to get to detection and prevention, uh, as always. So what are some things that organizations can do to look out for these, Um, especially given that they're pretty hard to detect outside of normal function?
1: Yeah. um, First and foremost, you're talking about endpoint security, right, because you're talking about programs that are being executed on the end system. But what makes this difficult is these programs are legitimate. Right. You're not talki- talking about trying to detect the legitimate use of these programs, you're trying to identify the illegitimate use. One of the best ways that you can do that is by implementing proper user access control. And what that means is, if the user doesn't need to execute PowerShell, then don't let them. If they don't need to run BITS Admin or WMIC, then remove the ability for them to be able to execute it. The less users that you have that can run these applications, the harder it's going to make it for the bad guys to succeed. But beyond that, one of the most important things you can do is log the activity. So if you do have these tools on your network, which you almost definitely do, you need to be logging their execution. Because let me tell you, if you see a PowerShell command that's executing a base64 encoded command string, it's highly unlikely that that's legitimate activity. Uh, that stuff that you need to look in into and having that stuff being logged to a centralized repository is going to be key for that type of identification and detection.
0: So if folks want to learn more about this, uh, where, where are some places that we've written about this uh, already where they could go and kind of dive a little bit deeper into our research?
1: So any of the blogs that we've written recently are going to have some lolbin in it at some point. Uh, Vanya did a a blog, I want to say six months ago at this point, where he really went in depth on hunting for lolbins in your environment and what you should be looking for. And that's really what my advice is. If you're a defender and you need education on this, read up on the blogs, look at the ways that adversaries are using this, and then start looking at ways to log and detect it in your own environment. Figure out what PowerShell commands are being executed see if you can identify some potential malicious activity out of that logging data
0: alright well thanks as always uh, for coming on Nick and explaining this complicated uh, topic to us and hopefully we'll have you on again in the future
1: yeah thanks a lot have a good one
0: thank you for joining us on this latest episode of Talos Takes please join us in the next episode where we talk about something else that's top of mind for us